Welcome to this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. I'm Hope Go. Nate Maynard is a trash, energy, and ocean researcher who has been studying Taiwan's environment for nearly ten years. He first came to Taiwan on a Fulbright Research Fellowship to study coral, but stayed because he was attracted to the promise of Taiwan's vibrant political and environmental scene. But today, three years after COVID first closed doors around the world, Maynard is raising the alarm at what could be a backsliding in Taiwan's trash practices—a move that could have far-reaching consequences. The holes in the trash system were were noticeable prior to COVID, and now they've they've they're really just gaping. I, I, I I'm afraid to say. What happened in 2019 was we had had the government supporting circular economy with all these subsidies. Taiwan was starting to really realize that its trash system was something that other countries were interested in, especially in Southeast Asia. There was all you know, China was shutting its doors to plastic waste. When we when we first met, that was really kind of the golden time of plastics recycling and sort of waste management in Taiwan in terms of their peak. But at that same time, waste generation was going up. And we weren't exactly sure why at the time. And then with COVID, it just continued to go up. And now we can kind of see what probably causes that. So in Taiwan, recycling effectively isn't counted as waste because there's just so much recycling that occurs. But there's so much unrecyclable waste now. We have shipping, Amazon, Shopee, Momo, all this packaging that we can't easily recycle that isn't effectively recycled in Taiwan because you mix plastic and metal. All of the food waste recycling, food waste packaging, and then all of the COVID stuff—masks, things you just can't physically be recycled—and then also the normal increase of waste generation as countries become more economically prosperous,、uh, like Taiwan has been coming over time. That combined with a general ignoring of more modern applications of circular economy. So Taiwan's really maxed out with recycling. That they they do a great job. But what about repair, reuse, sharing? You know, vintage stores are hard to find. There's the furniture auctions, but those are also a little bit difficult to access. I don't know many you know normal people who go there. Typically, you just go to IKEA to get furniture or a local shop. And so Taiwan's kind of missed some of the new waves of circular economy. Investment has shifted due to COVID responses, and waste generation's just been going up. Taiwan is by no means as bad as some place like the U.S. or you know some other countries in Asia, but it's losing its lead, and that's combined with a much more serious problem, which is that all of the waste incinerators, for the most part. Are reaching their expiration dates, and they need to be reapproved and upgraded because Taiwan's waste incinerators were built 20-25 years ago. The technology is way behind, and they'll have to go through a permitting process again. Will the public oppose them as they did 20-30 years ago, or will they let them happen? It's it's not clear to me. But trash isn't on the menu. People aren't really concerned about it right now, and it's just sort of falling off. And it kind of. Is sad because when I first came to Taiwan, that was the thing that really caught me. There's no trash cans on the street. Taiwan's waste management's done very well, and now it's just it's just been getting worse over time, and people aren't prioritizing it. It's not irredeemable, but it is going to take it's going to take a lot of public attention to make Taiwan really stand out as a leader. Okay, so what do you think it's going to take to get Taiwan back into the position where it was, say, five years ago, four years ago when I first got here? And、um, everything looked like it was 
looking up, really. Taiwan needs to continue to reach out and talk with other countries that are pursuing circular economy much more aggressively. Concepts like products as a service, repair, reuse, this is all quite common in Europe. There's schemes to remove taxes for repairing. There's schemes to get rid of um, planned obsolescence, so designing products that are just to be thrown away. Taiwan previously was quite good about that, and all the pieces are there, but I, I think that there's just a, a lack of awareness of what's been happening since COVID. I, I think that, you know, Taiwan's COVID restrictions made sense at the time, but a real consequence of that is that international exchanges have completely fallen off, and the rest of the world has really had a reckoning with waste and the environment in a way that Taiwan hasn't in this two, three, three-year gap, however long it's been. So I think more international connections I think public awareness will increase, but unfortunately, it'll probably take something like a trash crisis again. It'll take a city, even though Nanto and Yunling already struggle with its waste management, it'll take a major city to have a waste crisis again uh, to get people to, to, to probably care, unfortunately. You could argue that the whole situation with the earth kind of backsliding on a lot of their climate commitments and goals happened because of COVID, can Taiwan use that excuse or does it not apply in this case? I think in some ways, COVID explains the backsliding of the environmental goals. So it's really hard to do something. Take example, take, okay. Take, for example, the cup take back program. Taipei City has been experimenting with this program where you can have one cup and go around to different coffee shops and use this one exchangeable cup. And if you haven't heard about this, that makes sense because this was proposed prior to COVID. And what we got instead was a discount if you bring your own cup. But those types of programs where you reuse the cup, you bring your own cup, that was all basically stopped with COVID. Starbucks wasn't allowing people to bring in a reusable cup during COVID. And it it sounds small, but it really adds up. And it sends this psychological message of, okay, I can't share because I might get COVID, which Whatever. That's how people viewed it at the time. And it really it really slowed it down. So I think that aspect of circular economy related to single use packages, particularly related to food, that was all slowed down. And then obviously home deliveries increased. So there's that. But there's so much more to circular economy. There's biking. There's, you know, there's furniture. There's industrial circular economy. There's the reuse of industrial waste. There's also just using less. And that's something that was very possible during COVID, but we didn't really see much of that. Obviously, people flew less, but they may have just exchanged that impact in, in other ways. So COVID is responsible for some of it, but it was just it's just interesting to compare Taiwan's experience to other countries. Other countries didn't, you know, they could see mountains for the first time because there was less air pollution. Taiwan had some of that. But I think because Taiwan didn't really close down until years later, sort of after that first wave, it sort of missed that global consensus and global demand for increased sustainability. So talk to me about net zero and, and, and our coming out of this whole COVID, COVID thing that's happened. So as we're coming out of COVID and we've given up a lot of what we've been doing in terms of waste management, Conservation's obviously been neglected. There is really positive signs with renewable energy. And if you've been following renewable energy, you might scoff and say, well, we're going to miss our target. But we probably always were going to miss that target. And one of the great outcomes over the past two years has been Taiwan's new net zero law 
And it's flawed. There's a lot of it that's unrealistic. But there's billions of dollars going now to net zero, to renewables. And it's really changing the way companies are behaving here. Since Taiwan is an export-based economy, almost every single major manufacturer here has to now figure out their carbon footprint. And they have to stop using fossil fuels. There is such demand for renewable energy in Taiwan that manufacturers are now building solar plants. They're investing in wind farms so they can buy renewable energy to keep up with the demands of international markets. So it's unfortunate that we've lost ground on terms of trash and a lot of other issues, frankly. But getting net zero is is a silver lining. Getting this law, getting this framework, requiring companies to publish their carbon footprints, this will create a lot of really beneficial changes in the future. And and I, I am optimistic. Even though Taiwan's progress has been poor, it started late. So we can't expect just magical thinking and for Taiwan to be sustainable tomorrow. But it is on a path now that it was not eight years ago when I came here. You were listening to Nate Maynard, trash, energy and ocean researcher. And that does it for this week's edition of Taiwan Talk. Do join us again next time. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>